Hey everybody, bienvenidos, bienvenu, benvenuti, willkommen. Welcome to another episode of the Red Card Report podcast. This is episode number 90 and I'm back. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> I'm back from a very, very long hiatus. For those of you who don't know, my name is Joe and I'm typically on this show, but I've been kind of taken away with a bunch of other things, including school. But that's that's a, that's a topic for another time. Let me introduce you all to my good friend, Meu Ermau. Uh, he's still garbage, but I like him. His name is Rui Pereira. Rui, how are you doing? Good evening, Joe. <laughs> good evening, everyone. God, I miss this shit. Oh, we're back. <laughs> I we're am both back. Fantastic. As always, I'm so happy that you're back from Argentina after spending... <laughs> So many months, <laughs> so many months, in hiding. so many months in the on the pineapple plantation, and uh, you know, just you had to throw that there. How you is really... business down there? How the, how's the pineapple business down in Argentina, Joe? Shut up! <laughs> Come on, man, you're the uh, worst. You've been on a hiatus for the longest time. I We've have both been. been on the hiatus, no, but you... mostly because you were in South America, you know, learning uh learning the trade, the pineapple well, trade. How, how's your back feeling, really? fantastic as always yeah even even with carrying this show oh yeah like it's well, you're doing yeah. okay we did two long episodes while you were uh, on yes. your break joe so uh we're back at it seems like we're, we're we're back being consistent again this is the second week in a row we're recording and we're in the studio and we're in the studio for the first time in god knows how long a lot a lot of stuff is coming back to normal so that's good it's a, it's a good it's a good thing it's a good feeling I I got no complaints here I'm just happy to be doing it again but huh, should we just jump to, can can we just jump right into to everything we Let's we have it. a lot I know we since I've been on hiatus and everything a lot has happened in that amount of time we will certainly get to some of those topics at a later date but for this episode. We had a couple of things that we wanted to really, really focus on, and that's Serie A and the Bundesliga got a lot happening, and we also have Twitter questions, which we just threw in. Oh, God, I love Twitter questions, so it'll be it'll be interesting to see what those are. Anyway, let's start off with Serie A. I think most of our listeners get what's, you know, what's happening in the league there, Um can do you want to just take this moment to to gloat for uh the microphone is yours right now really gloat about Milan's uh you know conquering of Turin yeah the conquering of Turin three uh, was it uh, three nothing against uh, Rubentis and uh, seven against uh Torino i mean it's we they lost to Spezia too we demolished the city of Turin and it felt great it's been years since we were able to do that but what really really saddened me the most was i potentially had one of the best tweets saved <laughs> I was thinking about it for a good two days, and I was wow. going to put it out here. Out That's a lot Twitter. of thought, man. Yeah, it was. It was great, but Inter fucked it up. <laughs> you can't can't count on them for anything, dude. You should know that. Inter always has a way to fuck me up all the time, and they did it once again. And it didn't even matter to them but like uh, and that that's in reference to today's match with Juve Juve surprisingly winning 3 to 2 honestly i did not see that coming i know that it was a do or die match uh but going by just how we've been this season dude you you know 
We're garbage. We are shit this year. Yeah, I mean, when going into that match, I really thought that Inter were going, and they did. They lined up with their best. Their best Practically 11. their best 11. They went out there, and I'm sure Conte wanted to get that win just to throw it right into their faces. We got the title from you. Um, Mora- uh, what the hell? Marotta, Marotta. Is, in the, is in the box. There's a lot of I, M's. <laughs> yeah, and Conte was once the coach, once a player for Juve. I'm going to throw it all into your face. And, you know, this game, they just, they really, like, sat back. They coasted. They didn't seem like, I don't know. Maybe it's just Juventus has their number all the time. Maybe. And it, it was just wasn't their night. But this game, it was just so disappointing. I thought Inter really were going to go out there super determined and actually mop the floor with you guys. And that 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 was my thought. And just like you said, they kind of just sat back and they look they looked nonchalant, very nonchalant about the game. Good word, very good word. But something else needs to be mentioned about this game. It was absolutely. St- Stupid refereeing. Mm-hmm. So many moments yeah. that that you can look back on and be like, what yeah. the fuck was happening yeah, in this ben, game? Benson Corps being sent off. That was, first, not a, that was not a yellow. Yeah, no, it wasn't. Uh, the, the first two penalties I thought were soft. soft. The third one I thought it was. A, I thought it was. I think this game was just completely. Calvarez is. <laughs> He is literally the worst coach in Serie A. I don't know. Oh, coach. Referee in Serie A. what you meant. I don't know how this guy has a job. Last year, Romagnoli won a challenge in the box and got penalized for it. And it was like... It was, and it was Calvarese. And it was Calvarese. That day. It was against Fiorentina last year. So they ended up getting a penalty, and we t- not that it made a difference I love how you. Rem- I love how you remember this shit. I don't forget that fucking face. <laughs> I don't forget that face. Hell no. Um, and it, it's, it's like, I feel like it's all the time with this guy and it doesn't matter who he's refing. It could be Genoa versus Sampdoria. It could be whatever it is. And he's always messing it up all the time. Like this was one of the worst officiated matches I've ever seen that 2002 Italy versus South Korea. That takes the cake for me. 2002 South Korea versus Spain. And also that Chelsea game oh, versus yeah. Barcelona in that 2009 by the yep. Norwegian referee. No offense, M. Um, <laughs> Norway really fucked up on that one. Yep, that referee. That was that was a horrible. This refereeing. was so bad. And this it, was bad. It was. This was bad. And I think it maybe that maybe the the poor officiating took a lot of energy out of the players, and it just became a very sloppy game. Yeah. And we saw all the goals were penalties, and then just there was an own goal. Sloppy goals, you know, it was it was just it, this game had the potential to be great and it was really ruined by the officiating. I'm not yeah. saying that Juventus were the were the beneficiaries of the bad calls because Inter had the calls going their way too. They were playing and there were a lot of that were, were playing corrected. with one man yep. up for such a long time as well. So mm-hmm. it was just it was just so bad and you just hate to see the this kind of stuff, you know, in such big oh, games yeah. that have so much meaning of course. to it. Yeah, you never want the referee. You don't want the refereeing to have such a what's the word I'm looking for? Heavy hand in the final outcome of the game. Yep. And that's kind of. I mean, I guess you could make the argument that it kind of did for this game, but he he obviously he did us no favors because now everyone's oh Rubentus Rubentus like come on. 
Yeah, like, we, like we you said, saying, it, we would be saying the same thing if Inter had won the game, or if they, yeah, if they managed to tie that game as well. I just don't want to hear any like, oh, conspiracy theories keeping Juve in the top four. Because let's be, let, let's just get real. That it, like you said, there were no. It was not Juventus was not a clear beneficiary for a lot of these decisions. Like Inter could have taken the game by the scruff and and won. They really could have. Part of it was their attitude too. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's that's. I feel like that's the take. That's the take of the night for for that. <laughs> what, are, um, what are your actually? Before we move on, um, what are your? Oh, don't say what thoughts, are my. Thoughts? What are your thoughts on this top four race? You still got one game left, and we have the call for final. Milan have to play against Cagliari. If Cagliari, if they beat Cagliari tomorrow, they're I through. think it's likely. Napoli play Fiorentina tomorrow. I guess you're hoping for a bad result for both Napoli and and Fiorentina. I don't know. What do you think? What do you like your chances or I no, no, I don't. Um, I if in an ideal world, no offense, really, Milan and Napoli would both lose points tomorrow for for us. That that would be the ideal situation. But I just don't. I don't see it happening. No, Milan, Milan, right now are. Playing really well, yeah. they're like they're on a high. How could you not be after thrashing two teams yeah. with a collective of ten goals? Um, so going into Cagliari, uh, there they should be supremely confident. Um, Napoli, they're playing well. I can't say that they're not. Uh, I mean, this kind of brings flashbacks of God. What was that? that season i i can't remember the exact date but when they lost to fiorentina three nothing um to put juve that much further ahead in that title race i was oh, that was that 17 was that 17 18 17 18 yeah yep when they okay. that was the year they had 91 points yep yeah and that and that result just put us that much further away kind of, i don't want to say this is reminiscent of that but it it since it's that fixture again yep uh, it's bringing a lot of those memories back. But I think that this is a different Napoli team in a different situation than before. So yeah. I think that – and same thing can be said about Fiorentina. They're they're a different team with a different mindset than last time too Yeah, and different players. So th- I think that that'll be – that a lot will, more will be hinging on that game than I feel like the, the Milan game. Yeah, uh, Milan I'm expecting to come out as a winner. Napoli can shoot themselves in the foot. Yeah, but the thing about Napoli is they've been on such. They're also they've on been a good. High yeah, the they're on a high. Oh months. yeah, um, they've been and they've been playing really well. This is like this is this it's is so Napoli. weird. Yeah, <laughs> this season's been so weird on so many uh, different levels. But Napoli have just been playing so freaking well the last they two have months. Been. At least the last two months, and this is the Napoli that we've been waiting to see because. You look at their talent on their roster, they're second, they're the third most talented team in Serie A. They're yeah, one of the most agreed. talented attacking teams in Europe, and nobody yeah. wants to talk about that, but it, it is 100% it's true. true. And now, 100 goals this season. Yeah. 100 goals. And you That's think great. about, like, if, like, what would have happened if they were able to actually get themselves together earlier on to the season? Yeah. I'm wondering if it's all a mentality thing. 
And one more thing too, they they absolutely demolished Fiorentina earlier this year, six yeah. nothing. Yep. So this is uh Will Fiorentina be out for blood? Will they actually go out and play? Will they just be will they try and screw Juve and give Napoli that easy win? That yep. that could be another situation. The thing is, is that it's out of Juve's hands at this point. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and you know we have to take into consideration as as we both mentioned, Napoli have been in such good form. It's so like it's hard, hard to see them not continue with it, especially against a team like Fiorentina, where Napoli, outside of that 2018 season, um, they really have their number and they usually do pretty well against them. Yeah, I mean, uh, so we'll see. We'll, we we will see what happens with that game. In the words of our friend Francesco Partenopesce on on Twitter, he's like, dude. Napoli's one of those teams voodoo magic can happen yeah. and they'll go into a game expecting to win and they'll like tie or something. So yeah. it, it can happen anyway. Let's just quickly go. I'm just going to go quickly through the standings as it is right now. We're recording this on Saturday shortly after um, the Inter Juve game. Uh, we all know that Inter's in first place. Atalanta, 78 points, Milan, Juve, both tied at 75, but Milan's in third place because of the head-to-head, obviously. And Napoli in fifth place at 73. So we'll with see what – with a game in hand. Bet. So we'll see what ends up happening right And there. as we speak, Lazio is getting mudded by, by Roma, Roma in the dirt. Nothing, even though it's completely irrelevant. So, <laughs> I mean, good for Roma. Good for, good Roma, for Roma winning the most irrelevant game. The most irrelevant I mean, it w- derby. It will, yeah, it won't be irrelevant. It's it's for pride. Yeah, for pride at that point. Bragging rights is always nice. Definitely. So let's move on to the other league that we wanted to talk about, and that's the Bundesliga. Bayern winning their ninth straight title last weekend after destroying Mönchengladbach six to nothing, a like resounding win. Lewandowski with a hat trick. Any comments on this, Rui? As per usual. Lewandowski, man, it's just—I mean, he's always been great. He's—he's he's a generational striker. I uh, love him. Him and Ibrahimovic are the best of this generation, without a question. Oh, actually, Luis Suarez is definitely Luis in the Suarez. conversation as well. Yep. But I don't know. It just seems like the older Lewandowski gets, the better he is. It's just the, the last more two goals seasons, he seems to score. The he's... last two seasons he's just been sensational and it's too bad that they took away the Ballon d'Or. They should have continued I was with gonna, it and you awarded know what? it. I was going to say that cuz he totally he definitely deserves deserved it. it. You won every trophy. You were the Golden Boot winner. You won the Are they Champions doing it League. this year too? They're going or to do it this year. They're going to yeah. do it this year. I mean, well from he... what we know so far, I don't think they they canceled it. I mean, I don't think they will because the Euro is coming up, and that's scheduled yep, so to go. So wait. So they're definitely they. You can't you can't have a Belondo um, or without having you know the, while the, yeah, while, while the Euros a, while the Euro is uh, going on that year. So that I'm pretty sure it's going to happen. So it just it doesn't make any sense why they didn't have it in in 2020. But I guess the red card report Belondo or 2020 winner oh, is 100% definitely Lewandowski. So yeah. yeah, he's just incredible. His output's insane. Yeah, his positioning. Um, his anticipation is just eye for goal inside the box. He always knows where to be, and it's it's something that not every striker has. He, it's a gift, but he's also extremely talented um, at what he does. It's when you combine the both, the both both, both of, those of those things, things. just 
it's unstoppable. And we saw the kind of team that Bayern turns into without him mm-hmm. in the Champions League. They could have really used him. Yep. They definitely could have. But that's enough that's enough uh harping on Bayern for for one day. Um let's talk about two other teams that were actually competing for a trophy. And that is Dortmund and Leipzig. They were both competing for the 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 Pokal. Um, I, you know what? Comment really quick. I love how ESPN can find the right people to to pronounce a German shit, but they can't find anyone who can fucking pronounce Italian last names. Oh, you got uh, Marcotti and, yeah, and Bonetti. And Bonetti. That, that yeah. But every time, like, there's a big game, they always hire the worst announcers, yeah. and it's just a you know, the one. Uh, the one name that always goes through my head is Barzagli, and it's a like Barzagli. But whatever. That that my my it, two cents. Insigne. 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 It's not that hard. Anyway, so we're talking about the Pokal. Dorman versus Leipzig. Two surprisingly good they're great sides. Uh Dorman winning four to one. Um in in a very rainy match, I gotta say it was it was actually it was it was very entertaining to watch. I can't say it wasn't. Uh, any comments on the Pokal, Rui? Yeah, um, you look at the statistics. You're wondering how the hell Leipzig, and if you just watch the game, especially in the second half, you want to know what went wrong for Leipzig because they were there with possession, they were there with so many opportunities, but they were never able to find the back of the net and I know Dortmund scored four goals but it just shows that like it takes just one two three great opportunities and it'll topple 10 15 decent opportunities right you know and that's in this game it came down to Dortmund just being so much more clinical and they could have poured on a couple of more goals but Leipzig, you could say the same thing about them. They could have had so many. It was very but open. They were just not able to just be clinical, and that's where that's what it comes down to in games like this. Overall, just controlling the game, playing football, Leipzig did well. Yeah, they were they were great. the se- The second half in particular is when they really they took the game to Dortmund, yep. but they just got unlucky on on a lot of those opportunities. And you look at the first two goals too mistakes in the midfield yep and this is yep. where the that's consequences true. come and you punish your opponents and that's what like, that's what Dortmund did it's these simple mistakes mistakes that top clubs that Leipzig are trying to be they're almost there because they've they've had a great run over there since they entered into yeah, the I was Bundesliga gonna, I was gonna ask you about them yeah you can't make these mistakes you can't do that in the Champions League you can't do that when you're fighting for the league title you can't do that in a final in and you know what? In the in Germany, the Pokal Cup is huge. It's massive. Yeah. The fans it's really a big deal. take a lot of pride into that. You can't be making these mistakes. And a team like Dortmund, even though they have their issues, especially on the defensive side, they're going to punish you because they have that they experience. They have that talent. Yeah. And they have the talent on top of it. So when you have Jaden Sancho, Marco Royce, and Erling Braut Holland on the counterattack, and those three are outnumbering your defenders, you're, you're yeah, so you're finished. Yeah. So that happened early on. They got a quick two nothing lead, a three nothing lead, and it was over. It was too little, too late. It from was Leipzig. over already early on. Even though Leipzig were still playing well, were when they, they were, weren't yeah. making those mistakes because it seemed like Leipzig had control of the game, 
Yeah. Even though they oh, were yeah. losing three to nothing, but it was just those mistakes, those first two mistakes that led to those goals that costed them dearly. And who knows what would have happened if if they didn't make those those mistakes. Did you see that um that last goal of the game by Holland? Yep. The one where he co- just like slipped. he slipped and it's like any uh, I feel like any other striker if that were just a slip, that's going over the bar. But no, it just magically goes in the back of the net for that dude, dude. and that was cl- that was a mistake. Yeah, like it, it just even the goalkeeper didn't even know what was the going goalkeeper on. had no idea. But uh, that was that was rough for Leipzig. I I mean I can't I had no obviously I had no like stake in the game, but the way I saw Leipzig playing, I was like, wow, they really they they were playing without any fear of losing they had they had everything to go for you know if that makes sense and they did they they did really they were playing well it's not like they were playing like garbage and and when you look at the goal that they scored too um i forgot who it was i don't know if it was in konku um or paulson i can't remember they the goalkeeper ended up making a great save and it was just like what is it going to take for this for these guys just these to get into the back of the get, net. Yep. And then all of a sudden, Danny Olmo just rips, rips a shot it. right into the top corner. That was a great shot. And um, there, there was other moments like that that just didn't go their way for them. And it's just unfortunate. Fo- football doesn't work that way by possession or how many shots you get. It's getting that ball in the back of the net. So congratulations to Dortmund on winning the poll call. But let's talk about the actual spread of the Bundesliga itself just because they have – a a uh, not I would I don't want to say that they have like a as much of a battle for top four as City Odd does, mm-hmm. but they certainly have some goings on here. So Bayern, we already know they're they're the champions or whatever. RB Leipzig's in second place on sixty four points. Wolfsburg sixty points. Dortmund in fifty eight. Right behind them, Eintracht Frankfurt with fifty seven points. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, Rui. Eintracht blew it today, mm-hmm. right? Losing to dead last Schalke, four to three. What is going on here? Eintracht Frankfurt, obviously, the last month and a half or so. I mean, they prior to a month and a half ago, they were just sky high. Seemed like Dortmund were in the mud. They weren't going to get into the Champions League. They were going to be in a crisis. There was going to be a lot of off-season turmoil on the way, but somehow Eintracht Frankfurt found a way to really bottle their last five to six <laughs> games. They lo- they dropped points in four out of their last, five, of the last five games. Meanwhile, Dortmund have won their last five Bundesliga games, and it's just all bad news. At one point, Eintracht Frankfurt were 10 points clear. 10 points clear. And Dortmund somehow found their 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 they got their second wind and Eintracht Frankfurt just really bottled it all all up and I mean this was theirs this was theirs to lose it was all really set for them to uh to, to make it to the Champions League and and Dortmund are extremely fortunate so I think that what I've been trying to get at is that a lot of money obviously is placed on those Champions League spots mm-hmm. And Dorman has a lot of really talented players that a lot of clubs really, really want, namely Holland and Sancho. Mm-hmm. So what what are those situations like right now, depending on whether or not they make the Champions League? Maybe you can shed some light on that. Yeah, so both players have obviously been on the radar from so many, so many clubs. 
Uh, Jaden Sancho almost went to Manchester United last year. United really wanted him. They may continue to want him. I think that's the team that is looking at him the most. Um, and again, it's going to come down to teams, clubs with money. Now we're in the middle of a pandemic. Hard. Clubs that have the money to pay for these players, and there's not too many of them. Around. around. I mean, you look at Barcelona's situation, you look at Real Madrid, they spent a lot of money two summers ago, so they might back off a little bit. So the options aren't aren't really there. But um, the good news is that given the form of Dortmund, I think, I think both of the players, if they make it to the Champions League, because both players have said that they want, they will, they want to play Champions League football next year. If Dortmund doesn't mess up, there's a good chance that both of them will stay for one more season. One more season. Um, and actually, Dortmund came out, I believe it was last week, saying that they are, they want 150 million pounds for Erling Braut Holland. They won't take anything less. So they're playing hardball like they did last summer with Jaden Sancho, where they said 110 million pounds, take it or leave it. We're not yep. letting him go. So they're being very aggressive. They've always been very aggressive. You know, with the the sale of Obama Yang to Arsenal was was absolutely ridiculous, and that's what makes them you know a, a great club. Hard to yeah, hard to hard to purchase from, um, and uh, whether or not they get a hundred and fifty million, like take it or leave it, I feel like they'd be happy with anything in ballpark a hundred million. Yeah, I think so. I think that's where they want to set the bar because obviously Dartmouth, you want to ask for more than what you're going to get, right? Yeah, and, and one of the things that a lot of people don't really know obviously Dortmund knows and I think if they get an offer of 100 million pounds 110 they'll million yeah. or even a little bit more they're gonna say yeah they'll pull the trigger because in 2022 early part of Erling Holland's contract is that in 2022 he will have a release clause of 73 million pounds significantly so less. this is like a weird this is a weird situation because why would anyone pay 150 million pounds for him or 120 or even 100 million pounds for him when they can get him for 73 million pounds next summer? But what happens is in 2022, there's going to be a bidding. Well, there's going to be a war. And, and they're going to they're going to do. Him. Yeah. And they're going to do everything they can to try and find a buyer before. So that happens. And maybe maybe clubs will be maybe other clubs will be smart and. You know, try and wait, bide their time. I don't yeah. know. There could be a lot that happens here. Yeah, or Dortmund is going to be like, you know, we're going to wait. We're going to hold on to him. We'll have him sign a new contract. Yeah, we're going to wait and see if someone can bring an offer, since there's not a lot of teams with money that can that can buy him. Yeah. Um, and then they'll say yes. If not, they'll just hang on to him for seventy three and for the entire season. Maybe try to push for the title. Maybe. Push for the title, and it also uh, like you like I think what I what I was saying earlier is that a lot of it also depends on the will of the player. Yeah, like maybe he wants to stay another season. Maybe he wants to. Maybe he'll sign another contract, yeah. and they change the terms of that contract. That Who knows? Too. That's a, a lot can happen here. Out of the two, though, I think Sancho is more likely to leave. Yeah, I think so because he's been there for so long, and I think he wants to go elsewhere mm -hmm. um and it's crazy how ridiculously young he still is we've been talking yeah. about him for a couple of seasons for now a number of seasons and he's been sensational especially in this second half of the season he really got his form back after the whole uh you know situation that he was having in in the beginning of the season with his contract and and his desire to leave the club but um 
yeah, I think Sancho is the one that's most likely going to leave. But then again, Holland, I think he has more more power, more say in where he wants to go because he's just a hot, yeah. He's, he's a, a he's, hot oh he's target. he's red hot and a lot of clubs really want him. Not saying yeah. that people people don't want Jane Sancho, but it's yeah. Holland, you know. But uh, my, my prediction overall, I think. Um, yeah, how I do you, how if, do you think I think this if, plays out? If, and I think they will because Eintracht Frankfurt really messed up. They lost today to last place Schalke. Dortmund is going to finish in the top four. They will get that Champions League spot. And I think I think the board is going to want to hold on to the both of them. And maybe they'll just tell them, like, listen, you're, you, the both of you are probably going to leave after next season. What if we sign a couple of more players, get another center back, which they Be definitely really need, um, get another center midfielder, whatever it is. We beef up and try to go for for push the title and, and beat Bayern Munich and you know what both of those players are competitors especially Holland I think he would like to win the league with Dortmund and then you know go off elsewhere yeah with his career yeah get another trophy for them we'll see um, just looking towards the future because like you said a lot of this depends on on the Champions League spot Eintracht Frankfurt play Freiburg next week. Um, and I think that you mentioned that Dortmund still have a game in hand. They play Mainz tomorrow, mm-hmm. and then next week they have a. I, I think they have the tougher test out of those two, playing Leverkusen. So I mean, we'll see how that fourth place spot develops. It'll be really, really interesting. Anyway, shall we do some Twitter questions? Really, you're gonna you're gonna be leading these since you have uh, you seem to have the the list to go through. So shoot. All right. So didn't have time to type the, up these questions, so I'm gonna read them through my phone. And we've actually got a few more questions while we've been recording. Oh my god. Uh. So we're gonna start off with our friend George at Jrod two five eight nine. Yeah. What is more likely? to happen Juve getting a CL or Lyon getting a CL also your thoughts on Dua Lipa Joe Joe also your thoughts on Bad Bunny um what's gonna it's it's gonna be I think Lyon I think Lyon has a better chance of winning a Champions League in the next 20 years you're a piece of shit and uh thoughts on Dua Lipa I have no idea who she or he is don't know it's a she and she's a babe Right. People will say she's mid, I'm not but gonna she's take, cute. I'm not going to take your word for it. And uh, Joe, thoughts on Bad Bunny? I can't stop listening to him. Yeah, I really can't. I'm not going to lie. I, I, you played it last weekend, and I, I was getting into. I, I don't know what it is, but I just can't stop. It's bad. I'm going to start speaking Spanish. You'll see. Good. I'll be it's fluent. about time. It's about time. Uh, next question: Our friend Matteo Nizardo, the phony Swedish Viking. Asks three top signings for Juve and Milan in the summer, oh. somewhat realistic. Also, how does it feel for Rui being from Western Spain? <laughs> I don't. I mean, how does it feel to be from Western Norway <laughs> or Eastern Norway? Your Where shit. is it? Where is Sweden? Is it east or west of Norway? I forget. Uh, my geography brain is my <laughs> geography brain just isn't working right now. Well, how does it feel to be smaller than Finland, Matteo? How about that? That's shit. Uh, three you top know signings. Yeah, who do? Who, well, who does Milan really, really want or need? 
I like everybody. <laughs> I like everybody. I like every. I would like Paulo Dybala at Shut Milan. up. Not and getting him. I don't know. No. I, 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 I mm-hmm. think we need a number 10. I think we need a right winger. Um, maybe any, another. Any targets? Maybe another Realistic center. targets? I can't even think of any right now. I, I think you know what Juve needs. I'm so happy with Alexis Salamakers. It's like we don't we don't need a, just maybe a backup, maybe a backup. Yeah, you know, salad makers is Salamakers has been great, man. His defensive ratings are, are impressive. He's been playing really well. He's come a long way. A, a guy that we bought for three million. I'm really impressed with what he's what he's been able to give us. So, um, I'm not, I'm not really too sure. I haven't really been focusing so much on the on. Yeah, because improvements it, because our improvements are going to be or our potential signings are going to be based off whether or not we finish in the top four. So I've been solely focusing on that. On that, a lot but of energy. I, I can definitely say that it seems like Hakan's going to be leaving. So definitely a number ten, maybe another left winger, another right wing. I think over there is where we need the most improvements. Our midfield is set. I think our strikers are okay, um, and our defense is is pretty good. If we can get another center back, why not? Yeah. Um, and I like our fullbacks. Yeah, I we need midfield. We need good midfielders. DePaul, Locatelli, those guys. If if we can get the money, if we can get money to yep. buy those guys, um, we need full. We're gonna need fullbacks, and we need strikers. So we, I think that we need pretty much everything from the top down, more or less. We have to get rid of a lot of players too. Yeah. So. No more Bossman signings, Joe. It's, I don't, it's caught up. Don't caught don't up. talk to me about those because that's not that's not even in my power. So next question. So our friend Elaine from Milan Obsession Hi, Elaine. at Milan Obsession. Shout out to her. Make sure you follow, like, subscribe, and you know check out her blog. She's awesome. She asks, "What does Joe think about the Europa League? Will Juve be able to win there?" Are there any plans to investigate Inter for wiretaps or obstruction of justice <laughs> this summer? <laughs> yeah, Elaine not happy with today's result at all, uh, which is fine. Yeah, Joe, what do you what, what say you about the Europa League? The, it's a it's a quality competition. Okay? Shut up! <laughs> it's it's you think it's easy? It's you not are easy. Embarrassing. No, it, uh, you lost to Benfica. That's embarrassing. It'll. Europa League will certainly not be a uh, a win for Juve there. That'll that that is a step down. Um, it's not good. Massive downgrade. Not good at all. So that's just me being honest. Mm-hmm. But hey, uh, we have to see how the rest of the season plays out. Uh, thoughts and opinions on an investigation on Inter. You Elaine knows as well as I do that. Uh, Inter are the kings of deleting evidence. So yeah, that none of that's gonna happen. Yep. So sorry, Elaine. That's just the way the cookie crumbles on this one. I don't know. I I'm feeling lucky. I think. Oh, wait, Inter, you think they're gonna find I, that magic bit of evidence? I think they're gonna get caught. That's like, oh yeah, we we let Juve win so that way. <laughs> yeah, please spare uh, me well, that. Well, that, they're gonna go bankrupt. So hopefully they get in trouble for that and get caught that's with a, something. That so. is a convert. That would be a whole other episode. I think we're gonna we have to go do an into. episode on Inter's finances so we can laugh. All right. Next question. Rose at RN Bash Six asks. So Joe is not being replaced. No, Rose. I'm still here. We are in the process of that. Shut up. No, you're not. Um, you want to get rid of me so bad. You work for me, fella. All right. <laughs> next, next question. Our good friend Sven Senesi fan at 
Usventus FC asks, when are you both going to get a job? Just kidding. What do you guys expect Milan and Juve to do over the summer, coaches, directors, and transfers? That's a really good question. We're also both gainfully employed, Sven. So there's that. Um, I think I think you know as well as I do, Sven, that there's going to be a lot of changes no matter what happens, whether we make the top four or not. There's going to be a lot of changes going on at Juve from the upper management down. I think that we're going to see Paratici leave. I Nienved's just like there. I don't know if he's going to stay or go. Um, he probably he could leave. I wouldn't care if he if he left. Uh, Pilo will not be the coach. I can tell you that now, a hundred percent. Um, and that that is pretty much it. It's um, we'll see who who steps in. I know that there have been talks of Luz Campos coming in as the sporting director. That might not happen if. Allegri becomes the coach again. Why do I say that? Because I think that Allegri is going to want a different role this time than what he had before. Yeah. Like he, he's not going to just want to be the coach. I think that he's going to want more of a yeah. a Ferguson kind of role where he's the sporting director and the coach. Yeah. So he picks the players and he coaches them. Mm-hmm. He's going to want that control. So that Ralph Ragnick. That Ralph Ragnick, which I... I, I that's to be seen. I guess we'll we'll have to see what happens with the up, with the upper management mm-hmm. first. Um, this is also all assuming that everything's hunky dory yep. with UEFA and all this the shit storm surrounding the Super League and all that. But what do you think is going to happen with Milan? Really? Uh, I you know it, again it's gonna it's they all, signed Pioli to a new contract. They did, and three more years still, of that beautiful bald head. Yeah, I know. Uh, usually, a lot of. Um, a lot of teams go for an upgrade, you know, yeah. when they get into the Champions League, kind of like what Inter did from Spalletti to Conte, that bridge coach. Um, and that's what Pioli's been. But Pioli's just really done a good job with limited resources, with young players, some experienced players. Um, and he's done really well. It's hard to say that he doesn't deserve this because he does. He does. I think he does. And it's hard, it, it's hard to not give it to him because he's done so well. And he's been doing it for a long time. And look, we saw, you know, in the middle of the second half of the season um, where Milan were kind of like being really sloppy, dropping points to Sassuolo, dro- losing to Spezia. And then the questions were coming up. Oh, are we... Should you stick with him? Are, is the Pioli high gone? Right. But we saw the last two games against Juve where and mattered. Torino where it mattered. And it's the end of the season. We're in that top four race. We're showing up, and Pioli's done really well picking the right players, going in with the right approach, the strategy, the tactics, the substitutions were really crucial. Um, so it, 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 it's hard. You, you, you understand. I think Pioli would understand if Milan went to go for an upgrade, but who's really out there? I think that too. Let's yeah. just stick with what works for now. And that, and I think I think I, I, I love Pioli. I, yeah, I really he's great. Do. So I'm not going to I'm not going to be one of the guys saying, oh, we have him. We should upgrade. You know what? He's 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 earned it. He's done really well. And I think we're going to finish in the top four finally. And he deserves to be the manager to coach us in the Champions League. That and I think Maldini's done. a He's done a great job getting in talent and made a lot of good, you know, financially sound yep. sporting decisions. So. I think that you guys are fine there. 
Yeah. Uh, so you you just gotta you gotta keep that up. I, keep I, what I works. I think in the board right? it's the I board's working. I, I don't think the 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 board needs any changes because Gazidis has done he's done well, especially getting sponsorship uh, details, approving transfers, and and whatnot. We we've been getting a lot more sponsorships. He's, thankfully. Uh, and he's that's writing what, the ship. That's what we what, that's what we've expected him to do because he has so many connections, especially being it, working so many years in the EPL. Um, you know, Arsenal was one of the most commercialized clubs in the world yep. while, uh, while he was there. And so I think the board is there. Again, transfers, I'm going to revert back to Mateo's question. It's all going to depend on if we the, qualify. A, the a, money, qualify what you do with it. Like, exactly. So we'll see. So, uh, next question, Sebastiano at Fino underscore Forza. Uh, this question's for uh, me Seba. and only me to answer. What is the or- origin story for Pineapple Joe? No. Joe and I were in Argentina. And Stop he- your propaganda, Rui. No, we were in Argentina. Stop right now. We were in Argentina together, and um, we were at this Parisha restaurant, one of the best restaurants in all of Buenos Aires, and we had these delicious steaks, and Joe asked the waiter in Spanish if he could have some pineapple jam to put on top of his steak, and the waiter told him no. So that's the origin of the story. And then he no, also likes not. pineapple pizza. No. And uh, he also has tweets for making pineapple carbonara and all that stuff. And we're running, we're almost running out of time. So we got to move on. <laughs> I- Aziz at Aziz underscore ZGH asks for Joe, how does it feel to be constantly harassed by Ruben? Oh my God. I mean, at least I'm not Spanish. So there's that. But, ugh. I, I wake up. I wake up to these tweets. I really do. I I don't know. I I don't know what he sees in me. Why 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 he's got to pick on me like that? What I don't know. Maybe you can answer that, Rui. Uh, I I can't. I I. You're just an easy target. At least Joe. I'm not Spanish. I've been, That's I've, all I can say. Thank God I'm not Spanish. <laughs> What's wrong with Spain, man? They're Iberians. The le- less. Interesting like Portuguese me. people. They're less interesting. Okay, I can kind of agree with that. Yeah, see, there you go. They're Eastern Portuguese people. Mateo, mudded by <laughs> Joe. <laughs> so I guess you, you finally took a jab at Mateo. Um, no, Ruben. never. So oh, That was all directed at Ruben. I love Spain, actually. Um, I love the, pa- the paella. An overrated dish. Okay. Anyway, uh, I think we have one more question. I'm trying to find. It's not a question. He asked me a question. I can't answer it because he asked too late. But he does tell you to do something, Joe. And this is from our friend M. Cito. M. The biggest Caceres fan of all time. He says, Joe, please apologize to Juan Guillermo Cuadrado Bello. Rui, who is your all-time Portuguese Serie A 11? That is... Needs that's it. hard. That needs some work. Yeah, Serie A. Man, that's tough. That is tough. That is a tough one. Bruno Fernandes. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, you throw it. Rui Costa, Andre Silva. I don't know. That's uh. Oh my God, Ronaldo to, better be in there. Man. Ronaldo would have he to has be to in be. there. Um, Fernando Couto. Remember him Fernando from Lazio. Sergio Conceição played for Lazio, Inter, and Parma. Uh, a lot of Portuguese, not too many actually. Portuguese played in Serie A, but um, we've had our share. We, we've, we've had, had a good share. share of them. A couple of them are at, at AC Milan right now: Diogo Dalot mm. and Rafael Leão. Mario Rui. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> even, even Napoli fans can't even. Cancelo. Um, 
he doesn't care. He's not Portuguese. <laughs> but um, wow, are you gonna Slap. apologize to Quentin no John squared? No, because I'm right. I know I'm right. He's not a good right back. But but I will say, good job today. Uh, it definitely helped us. Biggest game of the year. Like I mean, no, I he. Regardless of what I say and what, all the shit posting I do about Quadrado, he's still one of our one of our most decorated players, which is amazing. So yeah, that's all. That, that is what I'll say about John Square. We do need to move on from him. Definitely need to move on. And thank you for all of your questions. Uh, I love hearing them. It's been so long since I've done this. It's very refreshing. Thank you guys for continuing to support this podcast, especially supporting Rui, who's been. Amazing at doing these while I've been gone. Hey, did two of them. <laughs> hey, hey, take credit. Just, just take credit where credits due. All right, really, shut very up. Very Portuguese. Thing. I'm trying. I'm trying to. I'm trying to help you here. Right. One pot a month. <laughs> <laughs> but no, thank you, thank you all so much for for listening. Uh, if you wouldn't mind, follow, subscribe at rcr underscore podcast. Follow us on Twitter. You know the whole shebang. Listen to us. We we love interacting with you guys, and we're we're gonna get we're gonna slowly but surely get back on this horse. So thank you all so much, and we will see you. Oh